What's up, Bruce 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 Grease. Do I keep that or just keep or just try I like it again? Bruce Grease. Bruce Grease. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> good, good way to start the year, Marco. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the first episode of the new year, 2023. We hope that you guys had a nice holiday. We hope you spent it with your loved ones. Or if you didn't do anything, we hope that you're uh, you know, you're still here. You're still thriving, and you're taking the opportunity of a new year to start fresh and do some cool shit in the new year, right? Yeah. My name is Marco Dupa, and that guy right there, that's Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? Welcome to the kitchen. Brewskies. Brewskies. Tonight's brew is from the Oviedo Brewing Company. It's their drop leaf, Dunkelweizen. And Obi's going to have a little bit more about that after the break. What's on tap for tonight? Uh, you guys have probably seen what has happened to uh, the uh, the safety for the Buffalo Bills. DeMar, help me. Hamlin. Hamlin. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you pray, obviously pray for the man's safety. Keep him in your thoughts. We're going to talk about that and uh, just the NFL and football safety and all the controversies that are, are surrounding that so far. Uh, also, what else do we got? Uh, we also have a little thing we like to call trailer trash. Uh, for the newest entry of the Evil Dead series. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead Rise. Rise. And... If you didn't get enough controversy from the sports world, we got to talk about Mr. Dana White. Oh, Dana White. And, uh, you know, what he views as uh, fair and equal treatment of his spouse. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Hey. And then last but not least, I forgot what was the last thing. Dwayne. Dwayne The Rock, the Rock Johnson. Johnson. That's right. Yes. Uh, and his power struggle. Speaking of meatheads. Over at DC studios yeah so we're gonna have all of that probably that (laughs) (laughs) maybe more we never know and uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll get into it but we can't do any of that until we get into this episode proper so welcome back to the one beer in podcast yeah dick Okay. <laughs> this is the One Beer In Podcast, episode 377. I think it's 76. I don't think so. You want to you find out? No. That's, is that no, wrong? No. No, this can't be. <laughs> <laughs> Are we off here? No, because... Uh, well, hold on. Check YouTube. Okay. All right. We have a controversy. You, you might be, you might be right. A controversy. A controversy. We got to make sure that we get this episode name correct, or episode number rather. Alrighty, 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 alrighty. <clears throat> I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. One beer in. That's us. Oh, you're right. Seventy-seven. Uh, we counted the best of. We episode. counted the best of. 
You are correct. Mm, that's so that's are, where the controversy starts and ends. We are on 77. <clears throat> you know what? Uh, well, before we get into anything, can you tell us a little bit more about what we're drinking tonight? I would love to. As you said, Marco, this is the Oviedo Brewing Co.'s Drop Leaf Dunkelweizen. Um, it was actually brewed a, a bit earlier for the Oktoberfest season. And I'll get into the Oviedo Brewing Co.'s official Instagram because there is no cold read, unfortunately. New beer alert! Drop beer Leaf alert. Dunkelweizen. German-style dark wheat ale with hints of sweet, malt, nutty chocolate, banana, and clove. Just in time for Oktoberfest season. That's it? That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it comes in at a 5.4% ABV. All right. That seems par the course for a Weizen. A Dunkelweizen. A Dunkelweizen. I would like to see the color on this, honestly. Okay. Well, was, that's why. That's what I was looking for. Okay, I see. To, I was debating on grabbing one of these. I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> Not just for show. You're going to get a lot of head on this. Dark golden color. Look at that. Well, that's nice. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, that's pretty. It's nice amber. Mm-hmm. Very uh, October festy. Mm-hmm. All right. One time for the one time. Mm. <clears throat> All right, we're back at it. Let's go. Woo! I feel energized. Uh, I feel like it's 2023. I feel like it's new. feel like it's fresh. I shaved my head. I'm insecure about it. Not bald. <laughs> no, I'm not insecure about it. I feel fine, guys. Don't worry about me. Okay. Oh, did you hear that? I did hear that. I hope the mic picked that up. <laughs> it probably did. All right, you ready to fucking... I've been ready. All right, let's do it. All right. Uh, I, I would like to get into the the rock stuff first. Okay, sure. So, you want, you want to do that? Yeah, All let's right. do it. So, because this, is, this has just been... It's just been fun. It's a fun saga to keep up with. Sure. You know? Um, not for the rock, but... Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, for, not for his ego, certainly. No. The guy... Almost as big as he is. He, he, he thrives on winning. And, and being a winner and, and never losing and just being the man. Yeah. And the level of insecurity it ha he has to have as a person who, like, can't seem to just accept defeat sometimes. Yeah. Not in this era of his career. Sure. Because he's been on such a winning streak for, I mean, God knows how long. I mean, ever since, like, he, you know, he had the Scorpion King. Which at the time he was the highest paid new actor of all time. I think it was Guinness Book of World Records. Like he made the most yeah. money a, a first time actor ever got. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, winning streak begins with his wrestling career. Let's oh, I'm, not. I'm I'm even I'm I'm going <laughs> post winning uh, 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 wrestling career. But you're right. I mean, he yeah. was he was ever since ninety seven ninety eight. One of the I mean, top he, names consistently. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So you parlay that success into this winning this movie career yeah, rather hollywood and the rundown he just yeah he just goes on this hot streak and and well in the beginning he had he was kind of up and down yeah. right <laughs> so i said the rundown half joking even though i still love that movie i love yeah i yeah. love the rundown i think it's i think it's fantastic yeah. <laughs> i mean 
Yeah, you got the rundown. You got like Walking Tall. You've got mm-hmm. uh, you know some like straight to DVD movies. You got that one movie with Sean Williams. The other movie with Sean Williams got <laughs> that one. Um, Southland Tales. Okay, it's supposed yeah. to be pretty good. Uh, you got Pain and Gain. Yeah. Uh, the, the the kid one the 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 tooth, tooth fairy? no not the tooth fairy well no. there is the tooth fairy but then there's the game plan which actually is a pretty adorable movie okay I'm not, I'm not gonna lie oh yeah it's game plan 2007 that was early yeah uh the journey movies yeah the journey movies were were big for some reason yeah obviously the Fast and Furious well series. so okay so I was gonna wait to get to there okay. because I think that right in that era yeah is where he just was I mean from there he couldn't lose. He, yeah. could, he couldn't be stopped. Sure. Right? He does the fast movies. He's got all the movies with Kevin Hart. The Jumanji movies were massive. Sure. Yeah. You know, at that point, even bad movies, people were like, well, it's The Rock. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Dude just couldn't, he just couldn't be stopped. Yeah. So now you've got this guy who is so massively popular that he is bordering on a presidential bid. Sure. I mean, he's legitimately being asked in interviews, mm-hmm. what do you think about politics and what do you think about an eventual presidential run? You know? Yeah. So that's how popular and how massive this guy is. And the state of U.S. politics, but, you know. Of course. We, yeah. we, won't, we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you get this project that he has apparently been working on ever since someone told him <laughs> that he would make a good black Adam. <laughs> That's all it took. That's seriously what a lot of people speculate yeah. is that he wasn't a fan of the character. Yeah. Someone did a fan mock-up 10 years ago and was like, you'd be perfect as Black Adam. And he was like, you know, you know what? what? <laughs> I would. <laughs> and then he just Let said me that. read up on this guy. <laughs> and uh, from this point, from that point forward, he had been trying to develop this movie, the Black Adam movie, for, for, for years, for a full yeah. decade, he'd been trying to get this movie off the ground, right? right. Finally does. Finally, uh, and, and I'll give him, I'll give him the, 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 the benefit of the doubt where it's due. It was a COVID movie. Like, it was supposed to come out, like, before, sure. and it got pushed back a bunch. And a lot of the COVID movies, it's kind of hard to gauge their success because you don't know what they would have done in a landscape where people could just pop out to the theater right. and go see it. And no streaming services were getting these movies too fast. Like, like Black Adam's already on HBO Max. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it, like, I really think putting The Rock aside, putting the DC Universe aside, all that stuff, the, that era of movies, the consequences of, the, uh, of COVID and the, the pandemic... I think we're 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 seeing we're still seeing the ripple effects. We're sure. seeing it happen with HBO Max. We're seeing it happen with all these streaming services just cutting shit yeah. and putting putting stuff on their their services too fast. And, right. You know, merging, merging, especially specifically with WB and and HBO, HBO Max, and Discovery, Discovery, Hulu. All this stuff is all very tumultuous at the moment. Yeah, and I think most of it is due to to the Panasonic. Yeah, and we're not gonna we're gonna continue to see the ripple effects of that for for years to come, I think. And and so I get there a little bit of that is like, all right, you know, it is what it is. Sure. So movie comes out and it's met with 
middling reviews yeah as most of the dc movies are met with sure but uh but but rocky old rocky johnson <laughs> i mean he just he couldn't accept that no right of course not so he goes on on his twitter account on his instagram account and he's trying to spin this as a, any way that he can spin this into a win and it's like it just isn't happening it it look it made money but it wasn't the success that it should have been and that's partly because he was the one who hyped it up to be a success that it was never going to be and i will say too you know i think a lot of it and i'm not trying to you know give him an out here but i will say something that you glossed over a bit is that the dc universe right now is a shit show yeah you're right so this was planned and you know you, you mentioned it too he he had this entire plan to eventually have a crossover with superman right mm -hmm. so that would require the current superman to still be around right which is no longer a possibility right that's off the table pretty much yeah um so <clears throat> you know that along with a felon flash um, Felon Flash, you know, just kind of leaves everything in this weird place. You know, uh, uh, another uh, Paranorman sacrifice uh, <laughs> with with Wonder Woman 84. 84. 84. I always forget the the year because um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, that movie released some middling results, even though it was direct to HBO Max. Mm -hmm. You know, like people just didn't really like it that much. Because it's not that good. It's not that good. It's not very good. Um, and, you know, you're, you're left with... I could see how he could have been working on this for years and, like, planning it and hyping it up. And it's suddenly just, like, deflating in front of him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, the potential's there. And mind you, again, not to let him off... If the movie was good enough, it would surpass that. <laughs> Excuse me, surpass that. I'm getting choked up. I know, it's okay, man. It's <laughs> you know, right. I just really like Black Adam. I know, I know. <laughs> and The Rock. I know. Um, but, you know, we, we, we've seen the success stories with, like, Top Gun Maverick, for instance. Mm -hmm. Another movie that, that could have failed if it came out when it was supposed to, but they pushed it back. Yeah. And it was a huge success. You know, Only, Tom Cruise believed in it enough. I guess so. And he was right. And it was a good enough movie. Yeah. You know? Uh, I have no excuses for for Avatar 2, which is now the number one movie of the year. Because the Avatar because Avatar is is <clears throat> Avatar is a thing unto itself. The people yeah. who are like it's not culturally relevant don't really understand culture, I don't think. Because sure. One guy was like, one, one person said, oh, you know, I, I see these people talking about like how, uh, how successful Avatar movies have done, but nobody's memeing it. Meanwhile, Glass Onion is being memed to death. I thought you said meanwhile for a second. Meanwhile. I, I was about to <laughs> throttle you. <laughs> oh, man. You, you think I would ever make a pun? And let it just fall on <laughs> deaf ears? Like, like, you think yeah. I would just let that one ride just into like a, the... Like a bad fart. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Wah. We're going to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. It's fair. And I think that that person, a lot of people agreed with them, and I think that they kind of missed the point. It's like Twitter and online is not 
real. No. That's a place where us weirdos and fringe people (laughs) (laughs) go to meet and talk about weirdo and fringe things. Sure, yeah. But normal people take their families and they all get 3D glasses Uh and they spend like $80. (laughs) Yeah. And they go watch the Avatar movie as a family. That movie made a billion dollars in 14 days and you know what now that i say that i'm reminded that we were supposed to talk about that to this on this episode because i brought it up last week Mm. so i'm glad we're even talking about it yeah we might as well just skew into this it counts let's go (laughs) 14 days it took 14 days for it to cross a billion dollars james cameron said that re-looking at the figures the movie has to do Mm 1.5 to profit he's gonna crack two Easily. Easy. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Might even crack 2.5. Yeah. It's like, and I don't even think, well, I'm not going to give my opinion on the movie itself. Sure. We're going to save that mm-hmm. for our one mm-hmm. reeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a movie that has become culture unto itself. Yeah. It's, it's a spectacle. A, yeah. It's like you would never speculate on the profits of the of a carnival that comes into town right yeah because it just does it just exists it's just a thing and you just go right because everybody does you're like oh it's in town let's go let's go do the thing let's go ride the ferris wheel and whatnot right that's what avatar is avatar is just a thing it is a singular it's an experience yeah yeah so people are just gonna go because you you just go americans just go you know the world the world. It, it, it's one of those movies that is such a spectacle that it does, and it, you know, obviously a very simple story. It will do well overseas, <laughs> regardless. You know, I think its simplicity is part of its strength. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like it can be translated to anything. Yeah. You know, even if you, I guarantee, I guarantee, and somebody's going to do this. If you take away all the dialogue, you'll still get it. You know, yeah. like you'll still understand what's going on in I, the story. Very much so. Yeah, so I that, think it's visually enough to just understand what's you get, happening. You got it. Yeah, you, you, you get the broad strokes. <laughs> yeah, so because it is broad strokes, it's all broad right. strokes for better or worse. You know, like it's paint by numbers. It's flat. It's yeah, broad yeah. strokes. Right. Yeah, but mass appeal entertainment. You yeah. know, and and you know it, it it's a it's a throwback <laughs> to those big blockbusters. Again, we're not going to review the movie. Now. No, no, we're no, not no. going to do that. We're not going to do that. Nope. But. I will say, unlike Avatar, Black Adam is not that. Right. Even the DC Universe is not that. I'd say where we sit today, the MCU is not that anymore. Right. It used to be. It is no longer Mm -hmm. because Phase 4 has been terrible. And by terrible, I mean it's just been fine. Well, I think part of that is because I I think Phase 4 was the first time because, again these streaming services they got to fill out all this content right yeah let's say disney plus wasn't a thing first of all where would those tv shows go netflix maybe or uh maybe they would be network tv shows yeah maybe they'd be like yeah, an be. abc show well, i mean there was the uh the uh, Agents, Agents of Shield, of Shield, yeah, for a while, yeah. Um they they probably would have been worse off if they had to be network tv sure. shows. Yeah. My theory is that if Disney Plus wasn't a thing, <clears throat> a lot of the Phase 4 content would not have turned into TV shows. I think Phase 4 
would have been a slate of movies. Right. And probably <laughs> less content because of the limitations oh, of what definitely of what, would have been less content and yeah. i think that that would have worked in its favor man yeah. the fact like people are upset with phase four because it is i think objectively the worst phase so far yeah but that's because there was so much shit that they had that we had to like think about okay what were the movies of phase four black panther thor love and thunder not have you watched it yet no oh man uh, Eternal <laughs> is Eternals in that? Or I think no? Eternals is in that. Yeah. Okay, Eternals. Eternals. Uh, okay, Black Panther, Eternals, Love and Thunder, Spider Man, Multiverse. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um, I think Shang Chi is is a Phase Four movie. Okay. Yeah. Is it? I that think seems so. like a long time ago for it. Phase has been going on for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <clears throat> yeah. yeah okay. Pretty sure Shang Chi is part of Phase Four. Uh, is Morbius in there? No, it's not. It's certainly not. <laughs> it's Morbin. It's time. not Morbin time. Shut up. Uh, oh, Black Widow. Black. Wow, Black Widow is. Yeah. It has been going on for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Mostly okay to bad movies in Phase Four. Yes. Okay. So here I have the full list uh, according to Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki. Mm. Black Widow in 2021, Shang-Chi in 2021, Eternals in 2021, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home in 2021, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness in 22, Love and Thunder in 22, Black Panther in 22, uh, then the TV series as well. Right, so before before you get into oh. the TV series, okay. my point was if you if you took away all the TV series and you just had the movies, you have still a pretty middling phase but yes. not nearly as bad because there's not nearly as much to judge it on i think black widow is a decent movie i mean i think the timing of it is weird yeah but i yeah, think yeah. that like as a movie itself i think it's i think it's oh i think it's pretty good shang chi good it, it, yeah it's, it's good yeah i, I think it's I like a good it. origin movie yeah. i think uh uh homeboy gordon lou right that's, that's his dad is that his dad Wait, who am I? I'm thinking of the star. What's the star's name? No, the star's name is Simu Liu. Liu. Simu Liu. Liu. I think he's fantastic. Uh, I thought he was. I thought the, uh, the more martial arts choreography was really good. So that was a good movie. I think. <laughs> what? That's Gordon Liu. That's Gordon Liu. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew it was an older dude. Ah, well, you know what? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, sorry. If that was if that was presumptuous, maybe even racist. I sorry. I'm sorry. I sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm right. sorry. Um, let me. Uh, Love and Thunder is not a good movie. So that's. I think that's the one like real deal black mark on the Phase okay. Four movies yeah. is Love and Thunder. Eternals. I heard is is okay. Kind of a weird one. Yeah. I mean, initially, I think it was one of the first disappointments the yeah. first big disappointments but then when you get when you get love and thunder you're like eh, maybe eternals is not that bad <sighs> i guess my point here spider-man was good spider-man was really good yeah my point here is that it Multiverse is of madness was good yes yes yeah. yes and i'll fight anybody on that <laughs> and we haven't seen wakanda forever but it is coming to streaming in like, february yep february no, 1st I, I thought it was january Fe 20th I think it's february 1st oh okay i think let me double check either way We'll be able to judge that on its own merits. Yeah. But that movie was uh, well-received, too. So Yes. Let's say three out of the... Well, it's working on, what, a 50% here? Yeah. Either way, my point is that it would this phase would not have been 
as poorly received had it not been fleshed out with so mm-hmm. much shit. If it was just yeah. the movies, I think it would not have been as poorly received. Well, That's my point. And and also on top of that, this was the the sort of series of films, the, the phase, if you will, um, in which all of this ire came out for the MCU mm. as far as how much they're pushing their creatives to get the job done yeah. behind the scenes. You know, the, uh, the, the, the effects artists, like, apparently have, have been suffering under the heel of the MCU. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but again, another symptom of the pandemic. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that not I, not defending Disney in any way, shape, right. or form, or Marvel. It or it didn't make it easier, though. Right. Yeah. For right. sure. For sure. So, you so know. all of that is like it, it's hard to. It's just really hard to gauge those things on their own merits because like so much shit had to change and had to be had had to they had to improvise and go about things differently just yeah. because of the pandemic. Yeah. So it's hard sure. to. It's not. It's not me trying to like find a way to defend these things because they're still bad. Right, but it is something that you have to think about when you're talking about movies that came out in 2020, 2021, and early 2022. You have to take into account the fact that there was a nationwide pandemic worldwide. Worldwide, I'm my sorry, friend. worldwide. <laughs> I, yeah, I, me- I meant worldwide, and I said because I'm selfish and I'm an American, and right, all I think course. about is myself. Nobody else matters. <clears throat> Gordon, a worldwide, Gordon, you, a worldwide pandemic killing thousands every day you have to take that into account when you talk about movies in that era sure, sure. fast forward to 2022 with black adam <laughs> right <laughs> let's let's he's now now it's coming out that mr Dwayne and his power struggle over at dc is way deeper than we than we initially sure. thought knew or realized yeah what he wanted Speculation, of course. This is all alleged. He basically wanted to be the guy. He wanted to take over. He wanted Black Adam, a villain in the Shazam comic books, <laughs> right. by the way. No, no, no. He's an anti-hero. An anti-hero. Sorry. Right. This would be like if... uh, uh, I forgot the actor's name. Fuck. The guy who played uh, uh, Ronan in uh, the first Guardians movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This would be like if he, obviously without the star power, obviously, very clearly. Lee Pace. Lee Pace. This would be like if Lee Pace was like, you know what we should do with Ronan? He should be... The guy. Yeah. In in this next phase. In phase five. Lee Pace isn't huge. Huh? Lee Pace isn't huge, though. What do you mean? In popularity or in size? Size. <laughs> he does not have the muscles. No, but I mean, they built him up to look like he was huge. No, sure. I think he was pretty big in uh, in Guardians. I guess. He looked good in Guardians. Yeah. I mean, he's not the oh, Rock. No, uh, Lee, Nobody's the Rock. Lee Pace is a beautiful human being. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I yeah, love yeah. Lee Pace. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Basically, it's insane. If, if the character was played by literally any other actor on the planet, he would have just been a villain in the next Shazam movie. Yeah. But the fact that The Rock was so obsessed with taking this niche character and turning him into a worldwide phenomenon may be the first 
chink in the armor yeah. of this guy who seemed to be perfect. Well, I will say a lot of people won't see it that way. And I'll tell you why. Tell me why, please. When you have, well, first of all, when you have an actor, uh, I won't even say an actor, but like a personality <clears throat> as big as Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and I assume you've paid enough for Dwayne the Rock Johnson, he's not going to just be, you know, a, a side character. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to, you know, even see the, the right way to do this would have been to have him as a villain in Shazam first, let him be the main villain, and then turn him. You know, yeah. just like wrestling, let him, let him, let him turn, and, and and then suddenly he's on top. You would think that a guy like The Rock would understand that. You know, it would make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But instead, we, instead we start with him as an antihero already, and you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. But on top of that, I think a lot of people will say that's why The Rock is The Rock. You know. That's why he's so successful is because he's such a franchise guy. Yeah. He's such a guy that, you know, won't settle for anything but a full takeover. Yeah. Which is apparently what he tried to do with Fast and Furious. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, didn't work out because there was another megalomaniac on mm-hmm. the other side. Another <laughs> alpha man. Another alpha <clears throat> uh, that they couldn't, they couldn't uh, find any peace to, mm-hmm. to make more money together. I think, though, that, like, if The Rock, if the rock had just... Just an ounce of self-awareness. He'd understand that seeing a personality as big as his showing up in a movie, just doing their job and getting out of the way to let the other guys do their thing is awesome. Yeah. The, like there's, There are actors who understand that their star power is enough that all they have to do is walk on stage and people go, holy fucking shit. And then they walk away and then it's like, did you fucking see that? He was he was there. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's all they need to do. There's been flashes of that with him, though. I know. No, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're, he, he's had little, like, walk-on spots. Uh, 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 what was the one with uh, Will Ferrell? Uh, the, the, the good guys? The other guys. The other guys. Yeah. The other guys. That was when he was, you know, building up that repertoire of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Samuel Jackson. Obviously, Sam is, is, is you know, in the yeah. stratosphere. Legendary. Yeah. To put them together. Yeah. That was fucking hilarious. Right. And they were there for like all of five minutes yes. in the movie. Perfect. And it was great. Perfect. It was great. Him being the big bad in Fast Five, but not being the star of sure. it was perfect. Great. Yeah. It, <clears throat> like, it, it just... If, if he could just have a little bit of self-awareness now. But he can't. At this point, and it was like you're saying, I mean, at this point, he's too big to be anything but the franchise guy. Right. It's like when you ask Carmelo Anthony to come off the bench, and he's like, I'm the franchise player. Right. This right. team is built around me. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're not that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. And The Rock was really never that guy. No. He never pushed himself to be that guy. No. He's the biggest movie star in the world but he's a c plus actor yeah well and and, you know it's so funny to see uh you know now batista's rise Mm. to to i wouldn't even say fame but just a level of credentials that the rock doesn't have as an actor yeah after doing it for far less time yeah you know and you could just see where their priorities but t- are. Taking the roles, you know, just taking those side just parts, taking. those bit parts that 
challenge him to do something differently than just being the big hulking guy. Right. You know, he's recently been quoted as saying, essentially, this is my last Guardians because I don't want to be known as just Drax. Yeah. Because Drax is such a limiting character for me. I want to... I want to act more. I want to do more challenging roles. Yeah. I want to do other things. I don't want to be typecast. Well, I mean, the imagine imagine the struggle of being somebody who's in like peak physical condition and feeling sorry for that person because they're typecast <laughs> yeah. as that person. Right. And and you're like, oh man, I'm sure that if he was a smaller guy, a normal, a more <laughs> uh, quote unquote normal, <laughs> normal looking guy, person, he'd get more roles. He'd get more roles. Well, no, I mean, you said it yourself. People were online bullying him because he didn't look like. Like he did ten years ago, yeah. You know, on TV, yeah, it's fucked it's up. Like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, man, <laughs> he's still huge. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, part of if you watch the holiday special, like Drax is wearing like this, like uh, um, sleeveless, like cutoff thing. Yeah. And to me, the only reason I noticed it was because he had to say something about it. Yeah. Because so many people were like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Listen, I." I'm in my 40s. Right. I can't work out like that my anymore. My body hurts. <laughs> Can you imagine it the hurts. amount of steroids he probably used to take in, in when he was wrestling? God. He's like, I don't want to do it anymore. I yeah. just want to act. I want to be right. a regular guy. Found a new I love. I can't do this. I still want to lift weights and be healthy, but I right. can't maintain those abs. And people are like, fuck you. Yeah. You and don't look like you did. Most of those people look like me. Exactly. So, you know. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, The Rock, I think, has, I mean, this is pretty clear at this point, has an ego problem yeah. with not being the main man, not having the spotlight on him. And I think that this will be my final thought on it. If he doesn't change his attitude on that very quickly, you will see the fall of the rock it's it's it, it's this hollywood is a machine a mountain a a a, a, a planet a rock, a rock. <laughs> and that doesn't move and shake for one person no 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 so if you 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 have to abide by some of the rules and obviously there's some rules that you can break and there's some ways that you can you know slip and slide and supersede some of these things but mm. there are some rules that you have to abide you, you got to go with the tide yeah yeah and when the audience is rejecting what you're doing, at some point you got to be like, I need to do something different sure. or I'm going to lose them. Yeah. I love The Rock as a wrestler. I love The Rock as a personality. Mm -hmm. But as an actor, he's always been like, he's The Rock. He's, yeah, the, he's yeah, yeah. you know. Charismatic, so unless, but. Unless he wants to have the rest of his career just be, that's The Rock playing a guy. And he can do that. He yeah. can certainly do Tur. fucking 15 more movies just being the rock in a thing. Yeah. If that's what he wants to do, that's fine. But if he wants to move on and do more creative stuff and have more creative control and, mm -hmm. you know, this, that, and the other, something's got to change, man. Yeah. Something's got to change. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> All right. We spent way too much time I know, on the rock. I know. We, we, went, other, we went to Avatar. Mm -hmm. we, went, we went different places. Well, I think that's fine. It's fine. It we're at fine. 36, 35-ish. Okay. So let's get into the other stuff. Let's kind of like get through it. Right? Okay. Well, you know, I, uh, how do you feel about getting into the NFL real quick? Since yeah, we're talking about hulking men. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So DeMar Hamlin. Uh, I, th I said at the top of the show, you know, 
thoughts and prayers and all that jazz. I don't mean to sound crass. I'm just saying, like, you know, what else can we really say at sure. this point for, for, for a man? And at the time of this recording, he is in the hospital, still in critical condition, but his, his breathing is returning to normal. I think they said he's at 50% oxygen. He's not out of the woods yet, and we really hope that, you know, this man can pull through and uh, hopefully lead a normal life. Um, hey, he's only 24 years old. I mean, young guy. Crazy. Uh, uh, he was on a... a, a um, a team that was on the path to uh, Super Bowl, and um, at the very least, I mean, I w- obviously we would love to see him. Well, I shouldn't say we. <laughs> I would say some of us would love to see him return to the game that he loves to play. Yeah. Um, but at the very, very least, I just hope that this guy can come back and just lead a normal well, life. Who wouldn't want to see that? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Plenty of people. Really? Yes. So that's kind of what I wanted oh, to talk about with this okay. with this topic was, right. well, was tell me, inform me. So the amount of people that have come out and and are like their their point around all of this is that the NFL should be abolished or that we need to stop playing this game. It's too violent and sure. all this stuff. <clears throat> that's that's I, it it those opinions come from people who don't watch the NFL. Don't like sports. They're the, they're the kind of people who who say shit like, "Oh, you uh, you're playing fantasy football. Oh, hand egg a little." The oh, people stop. who make those corny, Go nerdy sports. jokes. Yeah, the people. Oh, oh, we're watching sports ball. The people who <laughs> no, don't. Sports ball. The people who don't fucking pay attention or care about sports. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, let me just say, I understand if you're a person who doesn't like sports, doesn't pay attention to sports. Uh, I get that you grew up. Uh, you know, paying attention to different things, living a different life, and, and, and feeling like the NFL and, and sports in general was just grown men being paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game. Yeah. It's not valuing sports. I get that, okay? I understand that. But what I'm telling you is that as much as y- you want people to value your opinion on, say, movies or comic books or video games or uh, whatever thing interests Art. you, arts, anything that, 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 say, you think is niche niche, and, and you value and something that, that uh, is life-changing for you and you would want people to value your opinion on that and not only your opinion on that thing but value the existence of that thing. Sure. I think that... Although the people who love sports that you have encountered in your life may be douchey people, (laughs) there are millions and millions of people who like sports just because they grew up around sports and they love those things. And they're also not shitty people. Hashtag not all fans. (laughs) And, And those people, their opinions on things and their love of that thing should not be discounted because your experience with people who enjoy sports has not been always positive yeah right sure so i just don't like those takes when i see those takes about like let's just get rid of sports in general like oh okay not only hundreds and hundreds of people lose their jobs instantly thousands of people well yeah yeah. you think you think about professional sports right true it's true there's there's a hundred people on each team right let alone uh, uh, the managers and the agents, the yeah. trainers, the coaches. people who fucking mop up the floors. Right. I mean, the people who maintain the stadiums. Yeah. All of those people lose their job. Broadcasters. In an yeah. Not only that, but 
billions of people now just have nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so those takes are, are, are drive me well, it's, crazy. It, it's entertainment like any other thing, you know, just like a movie is, just like anything else. But it's it is inherently different because it has a live human element to it. So, you know, you can you can call it barbaric if you want, and I understand why. You know, I I personally take issue with the NFL themselves because I think that they've very clearly shown their hand as to what their <clears throat> their true best interests are in their own hearts, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think it's very clear that they they put money and the business end of this above the competitors and the players who put their lives on the line every day for our entertainment and for their paycheck. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's very clear. I don't, I, I'm under no illusion that that's not what they care about at the end of the day is is the dollar bills at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but to suggest that, American football should no longer be played because it's too dangerous is silly. Yeah. You know, like it, it I mean, it, it is flat out silly. And I think that, you know, uh, uh, there have been a lot of advances as far as safety goes, as far as trying to refine the game to make it safer to play, <clears throat> let alone, you know, more advanced helmets and pads and research into CTE and things like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, the NFL is very sketchy when it comes to CTE and yeah. acknowledging that. And, uh, so they can obviously do better with that. But I mean, I, I think this was very clearly a freak accident. Yeah. And it sucks that it happened, but I don't think it was avoidable as the game is played. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, it wasn't like a head to head where it's like, okay, we're going to, uh, enforce targeting even more strictly than we ever have before or we're going to remove this play or that play that, that's not what happened it, it was if anyone's seen it uh, which i watched it live it w- it seemed like a nothing play it yeah. seemed like anything else it wasn't more brutal than anything else it just so happened that this thing resulted from it and it's very unfortunate yeah i mean his but, his i mean not only that but like the tackle that he made was a very like um like spot on very safe tackle yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Sure. So the idea that you could do anything different than what than what was done and people like blaming T Higgins the re- the receiver who caught the ball oh, and the bullshit. way that he like lowered his shoulder and everything it's no. like you know it, it it's or the, just, or the vaccine. Or the vaccine. Dude, the people <laughs> oh my god, I don't even want to give them the time of day. No, no, no. The people blaming the vaccine I, I just just, it's not even. It's not even worth. It's no. not even worth the, no, no. the time no. and the trouble. The energy. But the uh, yes, it, it's just no. But you brought up a good point. It's really the the onus is on the NFL. If you want to talk about or to anybody, it's not. It's not Demar. It's not T Higgins. It's not Vincent. Uh, uh, Troy Vincent, the 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 players' association president. It's, or it's it, it's. It's the NFL. It's Roger Goodell. It's the people who run the show who are now backtracking on the fact that they told these guys you got five Five minutes minutes to warm up and then get back out there. And the teams and organizations had to bring it upon themselves to go, we're not doing this. We're not going to do it. So now you have to figure it out because we're not doing that. Right, right. It's ridiculous. And mind you, the truth will come out. 
Yeah. It's very easy to, to backtrack or not backtrack, but to, to trace where that came from. Yeah. Cause it didn't come from nowhere. Yeah. You think Joe Buck just made that up when he started <laughs> talking about it? Right. Cause it was very clearly what was happening on the field. Yeah. You know, that's why they were trying to amp themselves back up to get back in the game because they were told to. Right. That didn't come from Joe Buck. Yeah. You know? Joe Buck, yeah. He didn't go out on the field and say, we got a game to play, hey, fellas. I'm bored tonight. <laughs> I could have been home. I was paid to announce a game, and that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Damn it. Get back out there. <laughs> yeah. So, some like, I would like to see something happen. Somebody on the line for this. Because. Ain't nothing going to happen. It took an, it, look, it took an hour for them to decide to call the game. Right? Yeah. It took an hour. I was watching. Yeah. I was waiting for them to do it. Because at one point, I mean, mind you, I think in this terrible situation, the one like silver lining of it is you saw how incredible the live uh, 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 broadcasters were in that moment. Yeah, to have to just be there in the moment and and describe what was happening and their emotions and all of that. Incredible yeah. work by everybody. On that staff, I don't even like Joe Buck, but you got to give him credit oh where it's due. Oh my god, it was, it was great! Everybody, everybody involved with that <clears> broadcast <throat> was top tier on their game. Yeah, but you know, like it took an hour. It took an hour for them to decide to finally call the game. Yeah, and I think anyone could have told you. Anyone watching, anyone who's ever played football, anybody who's ever watched football, could tell you right there and then after seeing what happened and the expressions on the the players faces they can't play the game tonight yeah it's not going to happen <clears throat> they took an hour because in my opinion <laughs> they were formulating how much money they lose by not playing the game mm -hmm. and then also having their pr team run suddenly to figure out how to cover their own asses yeah cuz that's all that that you know little press release they came out with at the very at finally within an hour's time yeah once that came out i was like it's so clear they are just trying to cover their own asses yeah the 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 verbiage of like you know he was he was helped immediately and and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like and it's like no we we, we did our jobs yeah, guys we yeah, did our right, jobs right, like right. Uh -huh, uh -huh, yeah. Uh -huh. Sure, okay, sure okay 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 it was just so clearly okay, okay. so clearly uh, uh cover your ass yeah that it was like it, it, it was almost cringy in the way that it was so obvious yeah. <laughs> that, that that's all they were doing with that statement. Mm -hmm. So, you know, th I think that's all it was. <laughs> I think that's literally all it was. When if you were thinking as a human being, you could have like, I give you 15 minutes, assess the situation, realize how serious it is, and then go cancel the game. Yeah. We're postponing. We're going to figure out the details later. We're postponing. That's yeah. it. Simple. Yeah. No, it, it should have been an instant reaction to what, what had happened. There's, there's no other recourse. That right. It should have been an instant decision. You see that happen, and you go, we can't continue this game. Well, I love that the broadcasters <clears throat> were getting a little chippy with the NFL themselves, you know, saying, like, it's obvious they can't play the game. Yeah. Just stop it. Like, don't yeah. even – why are we still here? <clears throat> I mean, can you imagine – can you imagine not, not, not only the, the Bengals team trying to play – but the Bills trying to play after that, after watching no. what happened to their teammate, absolutely not. Trying to go back out there, like and, your head's going to be in the game. Like, oh yeah, no, there's no way. There's no way to. There's you no, you there's saw no. your teammate resuscitated. You know, like nine minutes. Yeah, nine minutes. They did CPR on this guy. Yeah, nine minutes. His heart stopped, dude. 
You know? Yeah, like, I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom. Couldn't even fathom. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. And I saw somebody tweeted about this, and they were like, "This is, this is like late stage capitalism." Can you imagine watching your coworker need to be resuscitated, and then your company asking you to get back to work, and then the next slide in the tweet was that story about how some 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 old guy or girl or woman I, I can't remember they were an older person they dropped dead in in an Amazon warehouse and they put boxes around their dead oh body God. until the ambulance could come oh why didn't they just bury them, them in the Amazon boxes seriously yeah <clears throat> and uh and they told everybody to like get back to work like wow. they couldn't that's crazy and it's like we not surprising but we crazy have, we 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 as a society have like lost a bit of humanity that I don't think we'll ever get back. Yeah. And when it's stuff like this, it really brings that into focus. Like how much we've lost that little bit of humanity when it comes to like, if there is a large enough dollar amount, how much humanity are you willing to lose? Sure. You know, and the NFL proves every week (laughs) that money is the root of all evil. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the root of all evil, Dana I, White beats his wife. I love that you did that because that's exactly what I was about to do. That was, that was exactly what I, the segue I was about to make. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, this story is, is uh, developing, so hopefully next week we get more details and we see any there's, consequences. There's going to be nothing. There's yeah. going to be nothing. Nothing. Now, we've talked about mixed martial arts and the UFC on this podcast sure. a lot. One of our most popular videos, actually. That's right. Yeah. Anderson because, Silva, right? Yeah, it was Anderson the Silva. The doping we scandal. Yes. Yeah. Dope, yes. And uh, so I think it's safe to say that we're, we're, we're pretty big fans of mixed martial arts and the UFC. We know stuff. We know a little bit. Yeah. And uh, this video comes out about Dana White on New Year's Eve. Yeah. In, uh, was it Cancun or uh, Puerto Vallarta? Somewhere know. in Mexico? Some place in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. He gets into a verbal altercation with his wife that quickly turns physical. It's caught on camera. His wife slaps him, and then he proceeds to slap her twice back. Um, you can look up At the video once. if you want to. No, it was twice. He, okay. hits her, he hits her back, and then he hits her again. Hmm. Um, if you want to look up the video because you're you know, a weirdo or whatever, that's on you. Yeah. I didn't look up the video. I stumbled upon it. I didn't really want to watch it. Didn't need Same, to watch it. Same, actually. I was on Twitter, and I just saw it. Yeah. It was just out there. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's like, oh, my God, it's so violent. He just no. like, you don't want to. I mean, I don't want to watch gross. a guy beat his wife. Yeah, it's, it's gross. It's gross. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this this video comes out, and man, oh, man, the, the sports media cycle this past week has been really crazy because you had, obviously, what happened to DeMar Hamlin. Right. You had Dana White hit his wife. Yeah. Then you had Donovan Mitchell score 71 points, <laughs> the third most in the history of the yes. NBA. And poor, he poor got guy. literally no coverage. No one cares. I know. It's terrible. Sorry. 71 points. 71 points and 11 assists is actually the uh, second most points uh, assisted or scored on in the history of the NBA. Obviously, Will Chamberlain, 100 points. Yeah. No one's ever going to touch that. Sure. But he scored or assisted on 99 points 
uh, in that game the other day. And I uh, got no coverage for no, it. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Nothing. So it was a pretty crazy uh, sports media cycle. Yeah. Dana White is probably going to face next to no consequences for this. And what's ironic, because in 2014, he was quoted as saying, you can't come back from hitting your wife or girlfriend. That is something that you, <laughs> have, you have the, the quote. Direct quote. Please. There is never ever an excuse for a guy to put his hands on a woman there you go he quoted himself in his apology and (laughs) that's what i have pulled up actually unreal (laughs) unfucking real yeah and he says that it was brought on by booze right right but that's no excuse Mm -hmm. and yada yada and he's talked to his wife he's apologized they they uh have both apologized to each other then she came out with her own statement and said that you know we've been with each other for 30 years Mm -hmm. you know uh this is out of character Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. uh we both have have taken responsibility for each of our responsibilities within this Mm. kerfuffle Mm -hmm. so kind of taking the onus off of him a little bit let me tell you something respect to his wife there's no way that you've been some been with somebody for 30 years and that's the first time that you slapped them like that. Sure. I don't, I don't believe that for a second. I, I There's mean, he, no he, he, way. The, the slapping league, he may have had bad influences. Uh, who were the influences? The, the slappers in the slapping oh, league the that slap he's starting. Yeah. 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 He's watching those guys crack off on each other. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I think I could do that. My wife could use this. <laughs> she's, she's crack. She's lippy. Listen, I don't believe for a millisecond that that's the first time that he's placed his hands on his wife, okay? Yeah. Because I can tell you this for certain, that I've been drunk before. <laughs> I've argued with a girlfriend before sure. while being drunk. Right. And not even, not even an ounce of me <laughs> wanting to put my hands on them. Yeah, that's rough. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm, you know, who am I, right? Wow. I'm just the guy. Old softy over Old here. Old softy. Wow. I'm just a. I'm just. And that's the dude. The response to this information, this this video coming to light, and some of the people who call themselves MMA fans, who call themselves humans, who call themselves men, who could see that video and say, "Well, she slapped him first. So that's <laughs> yeah. fair game." Right. You think it's okay to? Like, hit your wife, the person that you've been with for 30 years, multiple times, because she slapped you. And we're the soft ones. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really weird when you think about uh, a lot of these guys tend to be, like, traditionalists. Mm-hmm. You know, traditional family, <clears throat> the nuclear family. That comes along with it. I don't think it's ironic at all. Oh, no, no, because at least at a, from a certain purview, you never hit a woman. Right? Like, that's just general information. You never hit a woman unless she deserves it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. the part that you're missing. I missed see? that part. Yeah. Yeah. Unless she gets a little too lippy. Ah. You never place your hands oh, on so a woman. Oh, so we're going from the Sean Connery school. Yes. Yes. See. see, now you're getting it. I see, yes. I see. Rest in peace to Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, that's really the lesson here. You know, she got probably, it. she, she got went it. too far. Got it. She got went it. too far and, and okay. she got okay. what, you know, not to say that she got what she deserved, but you know, you gotta, you know, put them in, 
Right. Yeah, right. Equality, yeah. right? You know, right. if she hits you, you can hit her right back. That's equality. That's wow. equality. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, all in all, we're probably not going to see Absolutely. anything happen we're, of this. I can but. guarantee we're not going to see anything because of both of their statements. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, he's the top dog. If this happened with a fighter, maybe there'd be something going on. Yeah. But well, and he has the power. He has too much power there. He's the president of the UFC. Right. You think any of these journalists are going to press him on that? No. You think? No, no, no. You think that a guy who has such a fragile ego that he got his feelings hurt when Ariel Hawani revealed some information that he quote unquote wasn't supposed <laughs> right. to? He's persona and then non grata. Banned him yeah. for life. Yeah. You think that and still guy talks shit about him to this day? To this day. To this day. To this day. He's like, he's a piece of shit. I'm up to date with he's the drama. A, oh, man. <laughs> so you think that he's going to he's gonna react that way to somebody doing something like that? You think that he wouldn't uh, uh, um, blacklist any journalist who even Brought thought about yeah. bringing yeah. up his domestic violence? No, no, no. They're going to no. treat it like a personal issue that, you know, shouldn't be talked about because it's between him and his wife. Right. That's and they're going to talk about fighting sure they're gonna pretend like it didn't even happen right well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an uplifting story uh -huh. for the masses uh well we can end the show on something a little more fun yeah i think yeah and it's something called trailer trash trailer trash <laughs> uh we just got a quick one for you guys because one big trailer especially for this podcast has come out and it's the pre I guess is it a prequel or a sequel? Unclear, yeah. unclear on what it is. It's called Rise, but it looks like it's set in the modern time. I I want to say it is its own sort of standalone thing mm. because it doesn't. At least from the this first trailer, has no real connection other than the Book of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to say its own thing. Mm. But it's obviously, Evil Dead Rise, Evil Dead Rise, with its own uh, vibe. Mm. Because this looks clearly far less funny. Yeah. It looks more along the lines of the remake. Yeah. Um, where it's more like straight up <coughs> horror, um, you know, with a little over-the-top violence. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Wow. Buddy. Wow. <laughs> this looks a little scary. Yeah. I mean, I was by myself and I gasped. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. The, 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 the um... The, the sort of uh, innovation that they have with their violence is is awe-inspiring. Yeah. I, I really love what they're doing with, with the, the the level of violence that they're bringing to the, the, the stage here, which is hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to do in, in 2023. Yes, it is. You know? But, uh, yeah, I, 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 too, went, ooh, <laughs> ooh, even oh just God. on a trailer. And, again, it looks like... I've always loved the idea of the Deadites like being so scary because they are personal to you mm. and they're no longer themselves. It's like the Exorcist, but they're also zombies. Yeah. And yeah. You, know, you know, like so it's like you know them and you're and they can bring out their original like host sometimes mm -hmm. to talk to you and like lure you into a false sense of safety and then attack you. 
And I always thought that was really creepy. Yeah. And this seems to be playing on that a lot, which I think is super smart. Because it's all about a family, and the mom is the one that's sort of the, the host of this evil. Yeah. And, um, well, that shot of her on the uh, in the peephole. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so yeah. unsettling yes, and creepy. Yes, yes. And levitating so on the lake. Oh, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, it all looks really cool. It looks very serious and very scary. I am a little afraid that it's going to be a little too conjuring. I hope that they they keep sort of the you know the the uh, just a, at least a whiff of cheese. Just a whiff of cheese. Just a little, you just know, a, just a a slight just a, a slight whiff of cheese. cheese. I, I think it's necessary for any, any uh, Evil Dead uh, franchise entry. Yeah. Um, and I mean, how can you not when you have a Book of the Dead? You know, with mm. with human skin. Right, but and um, teeth and teeth <laughs> and teeth now, yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, I think it looks great. So all in all, not trash. Not trash. I mean, there's not really much to say. It's it was a, it's a teaser, and uh, you know, you guys can go and watch it for yourselves pretty quick. But it should get you excited to watch some more Evil Dead. Yeah. So love the amount of blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good signs and a <sighs> chainsaw, of course. You gotta have a chainsaw. Of course, of course, of course. Groovy. Groovy. <clears throat> All right. It's nice, right? Yeah, I think so. You know so. what? That was a fun, you know, thing to end it on, but but we still have one more thing to kind of lift everybody's spirits. Sure. And that is the cheers of the week. So, Obi, without further ado, you wanna tell us what your cheers is? I would love to. And something that we've talked about off mic. But I, I feel like it's worth speaking to on air. It is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Here, here. Uh, big fan of Guillermo del Toro. Um, his Pinocchio is exactly as weird, as dark, as heartfelt, um, as you would expect. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. I feel like I may have touched on it on the you other did. episode. You did talk yeah. about... The movie itself, right? I I feel like it deserves the the cheers of the week, though the special praise that comes with that, because mm-hmm. I highly recommend it, and I want everybody to go out there and watch it on Netflix. Um, I feel like it's kind of good for everybody. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it's one of those rare like could be for kids, could be for adults mm-hmm. kind of movies. Nothing too violent, nothing mm-hmm. too over the top, yeah. no bad language. Uh, you know, some heavy themes. You may have to talk to your kid about what's going on in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Re-up on your history a little bit. But um, very good, very interesting movie. Uh, uh, incredible stop-motion animation. Maybe the best I've ever seen. There you go. Yeah. All right. Ugh, my cheers of the week is, uh, is, is, is going to all the people out there that actually make New Year's resolutions. Ah. We talked about last week about how we don't do them anymore. Yeah. And we talked about creative ways to kind of get around the New Year's resolution. Sure. Take the pressure off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would like to say to the people out there who actually still make New Year's resolutions, I appreciate you still keeping up the good fight. You know, if you got a goal in mind, I hope that you reach that thing. If you got a resolution that you need the beginning of the year to kind of get you off your ass, whether it's working out, whether it's eating healthy, whether it's reading more, whether it's being more present, whether it's uh, cherishing your loved ones, whatever that thing may be. 
I hope that you reach those goals, and I and I hope I'm I'm happy that although to me a New Year's resolution doesn't really do it, doesn't really help. I know that it it just doesn't change my frame of mind. Right. If it does for anybody else, I hope that it works for you. So 2023, my cheers goes out to the people that are still trying to uh, change their life at the beginning of the year or do something, anything, just a little sure. fun little thing uh, to, to, to better themselves. So It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. For you people. Okay. All right. What do you mean, you people? Before we get out of here, you know what we have to do, and that's review these brewskis. That's right. So let's talk about it. This is the Drop Leaf Dunkel. Dunkel. From Oviedo Brewing Company. And Obi. What'd you think of this brewski? Uh, I really like it. Uh, yes, I really like it. Um, you know, it's smooth, flavorful. Um, I will say it doesn't quite hit all the notes that they describe here uh, with the sweet malt, nutty chocolate, banana, and clove. Yeah. I'm not getting all of that. Uh, I'm getting some of that, which, mm. you know, to me, it's good enough. It's nice. I you know, I if if they have it on draft, I, I would definitely give it a shot. Um I'm more of a Hefeweizen kind of guy myself, but yeah. this is a nice change of pace and definitely good for the Oktoberfest sort of season. I can see why this would work then. I'm going to give it a give it a four and a half. Okay. I, I you know, I I liked it. I I really did like it and I I would recommend it for people who may be inclined. All right. Yeah. This one's a little more difficult for me. And I'll tell you why. I do not like Hefeweizens. Oh. I just, I, I, I understand, I understand them. Mm. I just don't like them. Okay. It's, I don't like the, the clove. I don't like the banana notes mm. in a beer. It just doesn't do it for me. I love the banana. And I just, I have never liked Hefeweizens. I've tried on multiple occasions. I've, I've drank the best of the best, believe you me. And it just doesn't do it for me. Wow. So... It's hard to say that this is a <laughs> unbiased, non-skewed. That's never been our 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 sort of appeal here. Right, that's true. You know? That's true. That's true. They know us now. I hope so. Hopefully, I hope so. I hope that you go back and you look at all the episodes and you know that I've never. I don't think I've ever brought a hefeweizen to the table because I don't want to drink it. You know, I never knew that about you. <laughs> yeah, I just don't dig them. I love Hefeweizens, and I, I just never knew that about you. Yeah, we, 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 we have one on at Red Light all the time, at least one or two. And yeah. like wit beers, Hefeweizens, uh, just wheat beers in general, just don't. Oh, yeah. Just don't, uh, you know, they're not my bag, baby. It's fine. And so, all that being said, I do appreciate uh, the full-bodiedness of this, the amber color to it, the... Mm-hmm. the, the um, the maltiness, I do think that the maltiness comes yeah. through. Um, I do think that I agree with you. Some of the other notes that they said that we're supposed to get, not really getting them. As far as like a traditional Hefeweizen, I would I would go so far as to even say that the things that I don't like about Hefeweizens are not present oh. in this one. And okay. so it uh, kind of makes it a little bit better sure. than your traditional uh, Weizen beer. Right. I think if they, I think I would like it less if they had hit the notes that they said that they would hit, oh, ironically. Okay, all right. All that being said, I'm still gonna give it a three and a half. Three and a half. Three point five. Okay. So there you go. I think, you know, if you if you dig the Vizen style beer, have Vizens and anything like that, I think I think they got it. This one this one's nice. This yeah. one's nice. If this is on draft over at Oviedo Brewing Co., 
I, I would say I would say try it. Easy drinker. Yeah. It's a good entry level beer. Very much so. Yeah. All right. So three point five for myself and a four point five for you, sir. That's right. You think we got it? I know we got it. Well then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the one beer in podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, buddy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you. <laughs>